Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. In today's podcast interview, I am so, so excited to be interviewing the wonderful Sky O'Sullivan, who is the director and founder of SOS Dance Solutions. For many years, Sky has been passionate about early education and intervention of young adults and has also been a part of the dance community for 10 plus years with her own daughters. Sky has a bachelor degree in social work with a minor in community development, and her background was in criminology in the reduction of recidiv of recidivism within the community. This is where she found a passion for early interventional programs. She's a member of the Australian Social Work Association and a mental health first aid instructor through the Australian Mental Health Association. She believes early education intervention is the way forward in reducing stigmas and breaking barriers and would like community members to consider mental health as a complex personal, social and economic issue. Mental health requires a whole system approach that is inclusive of prevention, early intervention, care, and the recovery processes. Now, SOS Dance Solutions was, you know, created or thought of after being within the industry with her own daughters because she saw a lack of protection in kids' mental health and well-being. Uh, at the moment, dance is an unregulated sport, and we touch on that in our interview, and it's an element within the dance community that Sky believes is lacking in regards to mental health. So in today's episode, we touch on that. We talk about uh, strategies for dance teachers and studio owners to ensure that mental health is a priority in our classrooms and we are also chatting about how we are looking forward to meeting in person when Sky is a presenter or a speaker at the Sundance Teacher Conference in January on the Sunshine Coast. Now this, if you haven't heard, is our first in-person live event for dance teachers and studio owners. We are doing a two-day event. Um, Day one is for teachers and studio owners and day two is specially for dance studio owners and we are flying in people from across the country and a lot of local presenters as well. So if you are in um, the Sunshine Coast or Southeast Queensland and you are interested, be sure to head to our socials with all the information and we'll put the links in the show notes as well. We can't wait and I can't wait to see you guys in person uh, at this professional development opportunity. Uh, I know for myself it is lacking in uh, our region. So I'm super excited to be putting this together for us in January. So further details will be released on our socials and tickets for Early Bird will be available very soon. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the show. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Sky. I'm so excited to speak with you. Ah, thank you. Um, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to have a chat with you and all your listeners. Well, I'm so excited to dive into your area of expertise. So for those who don't know you, could you share a little bit about yourself and your business? 
Yep. Uh, so I'm Sky Sullivan from SOS Dance Solutions. Um, I'm a qualified social worker and I've also been in the dance environment for probably 10 plus years now with my own girls dancing, um, just general dancing and also dancing at a performance elite level. Um, at SOS Dance Solutions, we support the mental health and wellbeing of Australian dancers. And how we do that is via workshops, mental health first aid and one-on-one -on -one consults and counselling. Amazing. That's phenomenal. And I know um, we'll talk a bit more about this as we get into the interview, but um, your mental health first aid course is just something that I think is so important, particularly in today's you know climate. And I think that's something that uh, dance teachers and studio owners and just people in general could benefit from. But we will jump uh, into that a little bit later. So you've shared a little bit about yourself and your business, but can you tell me, is like, are there a particular reason why you started your business and like in this niche of dance? Yeah, obviously I'd seen a lot of things within the industry with my own girls. Um, there was times that um, I had to double think of kind of what was happening within the industry and what was happening within studios. Um, also one of my daughters suffers from anxiety. So through performing, we've also gone on the journey of her, how she's dealt with that um, and how the studio has dealt with her um, going off into Stedfords and things like that too. And it just started to make me think there was a major gap within the industry when it came to the support of dancers' emotional and mental wellbeing. And compared to other sporting codes, I believe that dance is a bit behind the eight ball when it comes to this form of education and support. And throughout my career, I've always believed in early education and intervention being the way forward in reducing stigmas and breaking barriers and would like all community members to start considering mental health and well-being as a complex personal, social and, and an economic issue. So we all know change requires a whole of system approach and that is exclusive of prevention and early intervention care and recovery processes. So it was just a whole of it. it. It came from having discussions with other studio owners and teachers and yeah, kind of just ballooned from there. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you, you touched on a couple of important points there in relation to like the gap you see in the industry in, in particular, um, you know, in the way that the dance industry doesn't have a lot of resources and support in place. And do you think that's probably particularly at the moment because we aren't a regulated industry? I 100% think it's because it's not a regulated industry and I'd like to see that start to change. Um, having discussions with some other people within other states, there seems to be a little bit of movement happening, but not a lot happening and it's happening too slow, I believe. Hmm, absolutely. Now, you know, is there, I know with your mental health first aid course, obviously, well, not obviously, potentially that touches on a variety of subjects, but do you think, is there an issue that you see really prevalent at the moment that you think is like the priority or is there a particular issue with mental health and dance that you think that dance teachers and studio owners need to be addressing straight away? So I think one of the, the problem is, is we have an industry that lacks in knowledge and understanding when it comes to mental health and general well-being. Mm. Um, and of course, 
we don't ex we haven't expected it. We don't drop our children off and expect them to go to a mental health and wellbeing class. Mm. But like our dance teachers aren't trained for that. That's we don't expect that. But we do mm. sorry, we do expect that they will be supported if there is an incident at dance or there is something going on and they are supported in the correct manner. Um, yeah, so with that, we think we start to see a lot of issues around that 12 to 21-year-old. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time the signs of mental health issues are going unnoticed due to that age group. We put a lot of adolescent behaviours down to hormones and, and the changes that they're going through, and but we're not looking at. Um, sometimes it can be a case of things that are beginning to become more sinister. And we also know that one in five people will at some point in their life suffer from mental illness. So there's, I think in dance especially, um, I call it a pressure cooker. We, it's a pretty intense environment. There can be intense friendships and the music's always really loud and there's adjudication and fitting into little costumes and anxiety around the performance and we see a lot of eating disorders. So there is a, a lot of issues that we could be kind of looking at. But don't get me wrong, I love dance. I've supported dance for, like I said, 10-plus years um, and I love watching my girls perform. I love watching them, uh, their competitors and we love being a part of that environment. And I think it would be irresponsible of me as a practitioner to not be looking at this in all sporting codes, not just in dance. But my focus is obviously within the dance industry. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, like you're prefacing saying, oh, you love the dance industry. Being critical of something doesn't mean you don't love aspects of it. It just means that you, you've noticed there's an issue that you think that either you or someone else can help um, support. And like you said, when you take your kids to dance or when parents in general take their kids to dance, they don't or maybe they shouldn't expect, obviously, that dance teacher to be, um, you know, they're not a counsellor or a psychologist, but they definitely could have some skills in their tool belt to help identify particular issues or um, talk about, I guess, certain topics in um, ways that would be, uh, more uh, more uh, uh, you know of benefit to people's mental health in general like I know you know like you said a bit with eating disorders and um, pressure cooker situation that you know there is a lot uh, of things that teens are going through at that time so and dance is really um, and this is not to say you know everyone's putting their students in you know inappropriate costumes but like you know in general that they're tight or they're you know they are just sort of bringing some issues to some people so there is probably definitely ways that as teachers and studio owners we can be approaching situations in a, a more um, thought out manner I guess. Yeah and I think as well we have to um, we see a lot of kids um, particularly girls dropping out of sport around the age of 16 and we have to start asking ourselves why why are these girls dropping out is it because they're feeling uncomfortable? Is it because they're not supported within these environments? Um, we want to create studios that are keeping them involved within this community. Mm, 
definitely. Now, just sort of, well, keeping in the same uh, topic, but is there any strategies that, you know, business owners or is there anything that you think that dance studio owners can do to help their teachers at the moment? Yeah, so we find that many people actually feel uncomfortable and uh, unprepared when it comes to thinking about starting a conversation with someone that they may think is going through mental health or a mental health issue and they tend to avoid having the certain discussions with the, with the individual or they're kind of fogged off, they don't have the time to have that discussion. And so we cannot recommend enough to studio owners and teachers that they book into the Mental Health First Aid course in 2022. Um, they'll learn the right strategies and language around mental health issues and how to effectively intervene when there is a mental health crisis. And we also recommend parents as well complete the mental health um, first aid. We believe that education should we should be within three environments, the home, firstly, the school, and then the sporting facility. And if I could give any advice today to any studio owner is if a child does come to you today with some form of issue, just listen, because most of the time that's actually what they're needing is someone to just listen. Yeah. That's amazing advice. And I guess from that, I do have a couple of questions. I know you said that um, what you do is focused um, for dance studios in Australia, but if people, um, a lot of listeners that I have are based uh, in America and Canada and overseas, is it relevant to them as well? Would they get something out of the course or is it purely only for Australian people? No, it is only for Australian people because we actually work under the Australian Mental Health Association. Okay, amazing. And so I imagine, well, potentially they could do some research and find something similar in their own country, hopefully. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they're not exactly the same as our program, but there would be other programs um, overseas. Okay, amazing. And you mentioned as well, like the three areas that the home school and the sporting facilities so is the course that you've created could someone in a gymnastic studio do it or is it is it I know you've niched it down to dance studios will you only accept dance studio clients currently no so we're a hundred percent open to the whole of community we believe all community members should be um, educated in mental health first aid obviously Mm -hmm. and Primarily, we'd love to see parents jump on it. Um, Myself as a parent, even though I was a qualified social worker, I'd worked in certain fields. When I actually went and sat the mental health first aid or my instructor training and all of that, it actually gave me a different perspective as a parent. And I learned a different language and how to speak to my adolescent children and understand them a little bit more than what I was um, at the time. And I know as a parent, we can be very like in that disciplinary type mode and um, yeah, it kind of gives you an opportunity to sit back and uh, reflect we act on certain things. So I 100% recommend parents do it. Um, We actually do deal with high schools as well. And yeah, as many community members as we can get trained, the better. Absolutely. And um, I know you were speaking about the mental health first aid course, but you know, what, what is on offer in 2022? Is this a, a 
do you sort of pace yourself course or is it live? Like how is it structured? And is there any other information you'd like to share about it? Yeah, so the mental health first aid course can either be conducted online or face-to-face, whatever suits the individual or the studios. The course equips adults with the skills to recognise and respond to adolescents who may be experiencing a mental health problem or crisis. And it's using a practical evidence-based action plan that teaches participants how to support an adolescent until appropriate professional help is received via a doctor or a psychologist. Um, So the course actually covers a fair bit. Um, It goes over two days and but the face-to-face and the online components are a little bit different um, and we explain that when we actually touch base with participants anyway. Um, But the topics covered are depression, anxiety, panic attacks, eating disorders, substance use and suicidal thoughts and behaviours. And we teach participants the strategies around that, the right language and areas where they can get help and how to help someone that is within an actual crisis. And, yeah, you'll just develop skills and understanding around the mental health illnesses and what actually mental health means a lot of people don't actually know that surprisingly it's a topic that we speak about on a daily basis it's coming up all the time but a lot of people don't actually understand it Um, and so for studios that actually do participate um, within the course we like to give them something of community recognition so we've developed a digital badge where if they do have members of their studio trained in mental health first aid, they'll receive a digital badge so parents and other community members can see that someone within their studio is mental health first aid. Um, They'll also be registered with the Australian Mental Health Association and they'll get a certificate. The certificate lasts for three years, just like a physical first aid. It just has to be refreshed after that three-year period. And we also like to recognise the studios that do it um, via our social media and websites and stuff like that also because we want to encourage, obviously, as many people as possible to be trained in mental health first aid. And they also will receive um, manuals and other forms of materials that will help guide them through the course. Yeah, amazing. And I know um, for a fact that studio owners sometimes struggle to find the right topics or topics that they want to train their staff on. So this is something I feel would be beneficial to so many people. And again, it's is something if the studio owner is not um, skilled in, obviously, then they can, you know, get your course and it can be taught to you know all of the staff within their studios and I think that if it doesn't come up this week or next week or this year even there is going to be a time where it has to be dealt with and I just you were talking then and I remembered um about a situation that I had and I felt very ill-equipped at the time and was like googling like what do I do do I report it do I call their parent do I talk to them again and it was really you know I, I felt very conflicted at the time so 
Um, I definitely will be looking uh, to do this as well. Like at the time I was lucky enough to be able to consult um, with a professional to get the advice that I needed, but that I spent, you know, a day or so probably of time, well, essentially wasting it when I could have been acting. So that um, I think that again, like you said, just like we all have to keep up to date our regular first aid, that mental health first aid is equally as important. Yeah, a hundred percent. And a lot of the time we have to remember by the time a child has actually come to you with this issue, they've already told their friends, their friends already know all about it, but they haven't got the right information and guidance. So by the time they come to that actual adult, whether it be a school teacher or a parent or a dance teacher, whoever it is, that's when we want to get them straight away and we want to provide that that help instantly. And I guess it's a privilege like as a dance teacher to have that connection with our students that they feel comfortable enough and want to talk to you. So, you know, if you're the person that they're kind of giving this information to, like clearly they need help and as well they feel like they can trust you or they feel connected to you in a way that they can talk to you. So that is a privilege and an honour and I think that having the skills then to be able to help them is vital. Yes, definitely. And we find too, the more people we have and the more we talk about this, we're obviously breaking down the stigmas too. And it surprises me, like I have a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old, both daughters, they don't want to have discussions around anxieties and eating disorders and, and things like that. Surprisingly, we think these kids are coming through being educated, but they still are very closed off. So it's still up to us to be moving forward and creating these spaces for the children. Mm, Definitely. Um, I just sort of in terms of the regulation, I know there is a lot um, at the moment with uh, dance teachers doing like, you know, certificate degrees through um, RTOs and stuff. Is this something that you think, you know, potentially could be involved in that in the future? Or is that something is more of like a, a dream at the moment? Yeah, no, we've actually been in talks um, with trying to change all that, that it's actually becomes compulsory for the students that are completing the Cert 1s to 5. Okay. In some way or form within their certificate programs, they are completing a mental health first aid. So we've had a couple of discussions in that they're reviewing it all and they're wanting to change that as well. Um, I know they do at the moment do a little bit of mental health, mental mm. health in I'm not sure what component, um, but it's not up to standard and it's not good. It's We need to be moving forward and it needs to be more intense. Yeah, definitely. That I, um, training. Yeah, I had a couple of students who went through it this year, like through the course, and I remember when I went through it, oh, it would have been 10 years ago now at least and there hadn't been that many updates I didn't think and I was surprised to see that a lot of the information and the questions were the same Um, just knowing that you know so much has changed and progressed since then so I guess it's good to know there's people like you trying to push forward and you know will not demand but ask ask to be better yeah, yeah. And, and we definitely do need to be better within this industry. I think there's a lot of stigma around dance that it's quite a costly sport. It's not a, not a cheap sport to put your children in. And I think people think it's um, 
a sport that has money and it has this there there is a lot of issues within the sport um I've come across a few children now over my time working within within that industry um some on the brink of being homeless um some having substance abuse issues so we kind of need to break that stigma that and yeah yeah definitely now Again, you've talked amazingly about sort of the issues that we're facing in general and that, uh, you know, what teachers can start to do to, you know, I guess better equip themselves and uh, then support their students. So you have talked uh, about your mental health first aid course and what's on offer in 2022. Now, if people are interested in looking more into that, um, I know you have provided us with a discount code as well, which even makes it more accessible. Could you share a little bit about that? And of course, we'll put it in our show notes. But what you know, when is it running in 2022, and what what discount are you currently offering our listeners? Which is so kind. Yeah, a hundred percent. So for the listeners, we're going to take off twenty percent off the mental health first aid course, which is a saving, I think, of sixty four dollars or something which is, is a quite considerable saving. Um, and all they have to do is do hashtag SOS Dance Inclusive and they can email us at sosdancesolutions.com by the 31st of December. And that's just for a booking. So they don't have to complete it by the 31st of December. They just need to make that booking by the 31st of December. Amazing. Now, I'll, again, we'll share that information in the show notes because we want uh, as many people as possible to uh, be able to undertake that um, and in all in the new year. Uh, but another thing that we are excited to be talking about is that this is this is the first time I've talked about it in the podcast. Uh, it might have been the first time people are hearing about it, um, but I am really looking forward to hosting a live in-person event on the Sunshine Coast in January 2022. And Sky will be at, in attendance at the event speaking to the dance teachers about um, mental health and uh, you know, mental health and sort of giving our teachers the start of, uh, you know, potentially just a bit of information in their toolkit in the time that they have. Obviously, it won't be as in-depth as your amazing course, but, you know, I'm so excited to connect with you on the course. And is there, you know, we haven't kind of nailed down exactly what we're speaking about, but it will be kind of elab- uh, elaborating a little bit on what we've spoken about today. Is there anything that you think will be touching on uh, in the course in particular? Oh, in the uh, sorry, at the event in yeah. particular. Yeah, I, I'm super excited for this, and thank you for the invitation. Um, again, we're greatly appreciative to be a part of it, and we commend you for doing it as well. It's a great opportunity for all studio owners. Um, but yeah, we'll be there, and we'll be touching more on mental health and well-being. Um, and it'll be a great opportunity for any teachers that want to actually meet me, um, ask further questions and yeah, we can also customize workshops to particular studios that might be having a harder time with other things or yeah. So it's, it's a good opportunity to meet other people within the community and come out and ask further questions. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, uh, I know not everyone obviously 
has the same experiences in a studio. So it'd be great to have you there. And in person, if they have a particular issue, they can always chat to you and talk about customizing something that's for them and being able to connect with other studio owners and teachers. So that is going to be the Sundance Teacher Convention, uh, a little bit of a pun on the Sunshine Coast and dance. <laughs> but we are, that is coming in January <laughs> 15 and 16, right here on the Sunshine Coast. Um, I have, you know, this is where my studio is and it's where Sky is based as well. So I feel super blessed to have so many amazing uh, some other small businesses on the Sunshine Coast that are local that will be presenting at the event as well. And some are coming uh, from across the country and, um, you know, from driving distance as well. But Sky is right here on the Sunshine Coast, which is so amazing. So if you're looking for further information, by the time you listen to this, tickets will be open. So you'll be able to either head to the website or uh, Instagram and check that out. But like Sky said, um, we have that special discount code for her amazing mental health first aid courses up until the 31st of December. So jump on that um, if you want to book in your teacher training so you don't have to worry about it in 2022. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sky. It's been uh, really insightful to learn about what you do and uh, the importance of it in our industry and across uh, you know industries in general. So thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you. It was a privilege. Um, just before I go, we also are running an anticipatory anxiety workshop on the 4th of January for three different age groups, 8 to 10, 10 to 12 years and 12 to 16 years. And it's only $20. It's all online. Anyone can join. Um, if you're suffering from anxiety, come and do the workshop before you go back to dance for the year. So we've also got that running at the beginning of January. Oh, that's amazing. And that is that focused for students? Yep, that's for students. Okay, great. So um, studio owners, I guess, could check out your, uh, you know, website or socials and they could share that with their, um, you know, their communities. Yep, and they just need to PM us to book. It's easy, $20, PM to book it. Um, yeah, there's nothing super extensive. It'll only be an hour workshop per age group. So the kids won't be online for a long time and lose interest. But mm -hmm. yeah, I highly recommend before going back to dance, um, any students that suffer anxiety to come and join us. Fantastic. I can already think of a few little people in my head that I'd love to recommend that to. So I'll be sure to share that with them <laughs> as well. So again, thank you so much for joining us today, Sky. And I look forward to meeting you in person in January. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.